Hello everyone, welcome to Spiritual Vita. it's Devorah here. Let's get into this week's Parsha. So this week's Parsha is Parsha Dvayakhel. And again, I'm reading from a book called Torah for Your Table, um, compiled by Robinson Esther Youngrace. We need only will it and it shall be. From Exodus. Every man whose heart inspired him came, and everyone whose spirit motivated him brought the portion of Hashem for the work of the tent of the meeting, for all its labor and for the sacred vestments. The previous parshios have dealt with the construction of the tabernacle and all the various vessels and furnishings therein. Hashem commissioned these articles with specific measurements and designs, and the people were responsible for their execution. The question that must occur to all of us is how it was possible for a nation of slaves who for generations had been in bondage and who had no artisans among them to create such an intricate and magnificent, sorry, magnificent structure as the tabernacle. Where did they gain the know-how and the experience? The answer is to be found in this Parsha. Quote, every man whose heart inspired him came. If we truly desire to fulfill the will of Hashem, if our hearts burn with fervor for His sake, then Hashem will remove all obstacles from our paths and enable us to achieve the impossible. We have an enormous power within ourselves, of which we are not even aware, and that is faith. Indeed, if we have faith in our Heavenly Father and seek to fulfill His will, He will enable us to tap energies and abilities that we didn't even know how we possessed. We need only act upon our dreams, and they may well become reality. And I'm just going to add here that just came to my mind that a way of how we can give us the koach and the strength to tap into those energies and abilities is, especially for us as women, through the power of our tefillah, through the power of prayers. We see this throughout history. Consider Bitya, the daughter of Paro. Well, it's spelled Bitya, but I always knew it as Batya, who went to the Nile to bathe. She saw the basket in which the infant Moshe was hidden, floating in the water. She attempted to save him, but her arms couldn't reach the basket. Nevertheless, she extended her hand, and when Hashem beheld her genuine yearning to save the infant's life, he miraculously allowed her arms to extend and bring the basket to shore. In the days of King Shaul, the, me- the malevolent the malevolent Philistine giant Goliath came to menace the Jewish people. The nation froze in terror. King Shaul offered his personal armor to anyone who would battle the monster, but no one had the courage to take up the challenge except David, the young shepherd. Shaul was much taller than David, and it was ludicrous to imagine that he would wear Shaul's armor. But miraculously, when David donned that armor, it fit like a glove. There are many more examples, but the teaching that we must absorb is that if our hearts soar with faith and love of God, if we truly desire to serve him, miracles can take place and God will enable us to achieve that which only yesterday appeared impossible. Let us never feel intimidated when undertaking mitzvot. If we truly desire it, Hashem can give us wings to soar and energy to accomplish our task. Oh, okay. Oh, I thought it was over, but there's another page here. Converting liabilities into assets. In the opening verse, Vayakhel Moshe, Moshe assembled. Moshe gathers the entire congregation of the Jewish people. The word Vayakhel gives us pause. Usually the text reads Moshe spoke or Moshe commanded. 
However, Vayakel was the, the rallying cry calling the people to fashion the golden calf, and now the time had come to make tikkun, to rectify that grievous wrong. The very same words that enticed the nation to sin are now used to summon them to perform the sacred task of constructing the tabernacle. Thus, the Vayakel of the tabernacle comes to make atonement for the Vayakel of the golden calf, that is the true essence of Teshuvah, to convert our sins into mitzvot and to harness all our energies in the service of Hashem. For example, if one was in the habit of speaking Lashon Hara and has an awakening, a moment of truth, he should not retreat into silence, but rather now use the same very energy with which he formerly maligned others, or malinged, sorry, I don't know how to pronounce that word correctly, malinged, hmm. I'll look into that, others to convey words of Torah, chesed, kindness, and blessing, your name and your faith. But Salah was chosen to be the master architect of the tabernacle. He had expertise in all crafts, and in speaking of him, the Torah states, See, Hashem has proclaimed by name Betzalel, son of Uri, son of Hor, of the tribe of Yehuda. What is the significance of the list of names? Every person has three names, one given to him by his parents, one of which others call him, and the third which he earns for himself. And that third name surpasses them all. But Salah was filled with such an all-consuming desire to build a tabernacle to serve Hashem that he was able to master every craft that was required for its construction. His name, which means Be-Tzil Kel, in the shadow of Hashem, reflects his desire. When a man truly yearns to fulfill Hashem's will, he will transcend himself and achieve that, which at first appears impossible. Through his own efforts, Betzalel earned his name. Similarly, if we place our trust in Hashem, if we truly wish to grasp the wisdom of the Torah and not allow those desires to remain unfulfilled, we will succeed in mastering the wisdom of Torah and convert our homes into sanctuaries of peace and harmony from which God's light shall shine forth. We find this concept of faith reinforced throughout the Parsha. In regard to the commandment of observing the Sabbath, it is written, Six days' work shall be done. It would seem to be more appropriate for the text to say, For six days you shall work. But the Torah teaches us a profound lesson. If we have faith and we place our trust in the Almighty, then indeed our work will be done in six days. God will make it happen. But if we lack that faith, then we will never know the sweet freedom of Shabbat. Our minds will never be at rest because we will always be worried that we are forfeiting some great opportunities, always feeling that there is still more work to be done. This obsession with more is one of the greatest dilemmas of modern man. We have become slaves to our heads, sorry, to our needs, and have allowed greed to rob us of our peace of mind. The Torah teaches us that our work, our success, come from above. We are very much like a toddler who sits in his daddy's car with a toy steering wheel and believes that he is actually driving. Now it's one thing for a toddler to believe this, but it's pathetic when adults entertain such illusions. The, the success or failure, failure of our livelihoods is preordained by Hashem. So we should never consider that keeping the Sabbath might diminish our income. Indeed, just the opposite is true. Hashem promises, keep my Sabbath and the work shall be done. Okay, that was a short one. Um, that is the end of Parshas Vayakel. Hope Hashem will all give us that, the strength and koach to have, to be able to have faith in him and 
to put in our true and best efforts, which can be a challenge for so many of us and to overcome everything that we struggle with and to succeed in everything we're meant to succeed in and have a beautiful, peaceful Shabbat. Shalom. Bye-bye.